Right eye dominant. 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 This is the Right Eye Dominant Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Right Eye Dominant Podcast. I am your host, Nick Toro Jr. Today's episode will be another installment of my series, Worth 1000 Words, where I focus on one specific photograph and talk about it, dissect it, analyze it, and share my personal thoughts about the image. Today's photograph is by the great Sally Mann, and the photo is titled Black Eye. And before I jump into the episode, I'd like to let you know that there's a link in the show notes for the photograph. I'll also post the photograph on the Right Eye Dominant Instagram page and the Right Eye Dominant Podcast.com website. And it might be uh, fun for you to open the image and have it uh, visible before I jump into the discussion so you could follow along and dissect the image along with me. So without further ado, here's my discussion about the black guy. So before I start talking specifically about the photograph in question, I'd like to give you just a little bit of a background about Sally Mann herself. Um, She's an American photographer. She was born in 1951. She was born and raised in Lexington, Virginia, and I believe she still lives there to this day. As far as her work, a lot of Sally's photographs explore childhood, adolescence, puberty, and Sally Mann has used a lot of her family as subject matter for her work. Since the 1980s, in fact, her images have focused on family scenes around her children, Emmett, Jesse, and Virginia. A lot of the family work was created with a large format view camera which is uh, an interesting choice, especially when you're dealing with uh, children who tend to move around a lot. And if any of you know uh, what a four by five view camera looks like, you will know that it's not the easiest camera to move around or set up or certainly work with any moving subject matter. Her work could be described as documentarian, but also I think it's just in a very general sense, it's storytelling photography. She chronicles her children's uh, physical, emotional development, everyday scenes, mishaps, adventures in the wilds of Virginia. The children in the photos often appear nude without any modesty. And that approach has sparked a lot of controversy around the photographs over the years. And they do raise issues of privacy, of sexuality, of freedom, and of the role of the artist to explore and look at their life. Especially interesting because being the mother and the photographer, Sally Mann is sort of straddling these both worlds at the same time. If anyone should have the freedom to photograph their family, who else but the mother who's raising these children. So with that little bit of background information on Sally herself, let's get into the discussion about this particular photograph.
when I look at portraiture, portraiture and photography, it, I have to admit it has always confounded me. As a photographer myself, I've struggled when I've had to deal with actual human beings as subject matter, especially when they are right in front of me posing for a formal portrait. In many ways, and I know I'm not alone, I'm unable to capture the essence of the person through a photograph. You know, now that's not to say that I don't ever take pictures of people. It's just that they tend to be in an environment or on the street or part of a larger, more complex scene. At the same time as a viewer, I am constantly drawn to the great photographic portraits, and there are thousands of them. Needless to say, our, in our current pop culture, social media environment, the world is awash in portraits, and many of them focus either on people who are in power or people who are celebrities. And then you add to that mix the frenzy of selfies that are clogging up social media platforms. One could deduce that perhaps we've hit the breaking point <laughs> where the whole idea of a photographic portrait has transformed into something other than a thoughtful study of not just the appearance of the subject, but also a deeper exploration of their mood or their character or their psychological makeup. Most portraits today, to my eyes anyway, seem more like self-aggrandizing and self-serving, or they're propaganda mechanisms, first and foremost, more than anything else. I'd say I'm probably a bit cynical about the value of portraits, and with that cynicism in mind, I'm going to discuss today a beautiful portrait that's titled Black Eye by a true American master artist, Sally Mann. Now, as I said before, Sally has made her career, at least started her career, photographing her immediate family, most notably her children. There's been a lot of criticism around this, as I mentioned, and the criticism usually comes from outside the photography and art worlds. Uh, there's a lot of puritanical, religious, moral policing that exists in the United States, obviously. And on numerous occasions, these people have worked themselves into a a foaming mouth frenzy over the intimate work of Sally Mann. Their objections are almost always due to the fact that Mann has no reservation for showing her then young children, both male and female, in the nude. And these critics have dismissed the work as pornographic at its worst or an exploitation of innocence at best. This image that we're looking at today is of a fully clothed child, and it is the artist's daughter. It still caused a lot of alarm by some narrow-minded critics. But let's take a look at this photograph closer. Well, it's a black and white image. It's a young girl, and she sits in an antique-looking chair. She's positioned squarely in the middle of the frame. Her eyes are closed. Her arms are crossed. She's bathed in a wonderful, soft, natural light coming from a window that's in the distance. The edge of the window is shown in, in the photo out of focus. The hair on the girl looks like it has been blown to the side by a soft breeze. It's the focus of this image that really is interesting to me. The details on the white lace below her neck indicate a shallow depth of field. The hair in the chair show a varying degree of focus as well. The curls of the hair along the lower neck 
acts as a foil to the unkemptness of the blown hair along the top of her head. Her hands are crossed, but they're at ease, and they look like they may even be cradling something. The wonderful downslope of her dark lips brings a certain melancholy to her appearance. And then we have the black eye. How did this happen? The critics, some critics have projected evidence of child abuse onto this photo. However, as we all know, kids get all sorts of bumps and bruises while exploring their world. And what I first thought was perhaps it was a swollen eye due to a bug bite. Apparently it was a, a mishap with a hammock that caused the black eye. What I find most striking about this image though is, is, it, is its timelessness. To me, it looks like it could have just as well been made in the late 1800s than it was in the late 1900s. It certainly reminds me of the work of a photographer by the name of Julia Margaret Cameron, and you should also explore the links of uh, Cameron's work that I'll share to make a connection with this photograph. It definitely has references to pre-Raphaelite painting featuring uh, limp poses and soft lighting. Sally Mann's photograph definitely has these same qualities. The young girl's dress uh, further pushes this timeless atmosphere. Certainly doesn't look like something maybe a child would be wearing in the late 20th century. And then add to that the chair that she sits in, it even feels like that is an antique. So the photographer has captured not only an intimate moment, but has through her artistry and her craft, has imbued the image with so much psychological power. The photo not only seems like it's a girl lost in a dream, perhaps, the photo sort of feels like a, a dream itself. And if I dive further into the subconscious elements we see here, I could also see this as a death portrait. And if you know anything about the history of photography, there was a genre of uh, photography, certainly back uh, in the 1800s, where people who had passed away were photographed. So in a lot of ways, this photograph harkens back to what was known as Victorian post-mortem photographs. In Sally Mann's photograph, the girl's eyes are closed and her hands are crossed. It looks as though she could very well be laid out in a coffin. This photograph is not only a display of the fleeting nature of youth, but also it conveys the ever-present specter of death. Now let's consider that this photograph was taken by the, the girl's mother. There's a sense of serenity in this photograph that I think only a mother would be able to connect with a child like this. A mother would probably know better than anyone when you see your young child asleep. Perhaps it's also a representation of a parent's greatest fear, which would be the death of their child. Is Sally Mann exploring this fear with her camera? Is she challenging the viewer to take stock of their own family relationships? Could a stranger like myself been able to create such a powerful image of the same young child? Personally, I doubt that the kind of gentle touch that Sally Mann takes with this photograph, exploring the intimacy of the space and the softness of the light, I don't think that would be approached the same way by an outsider. On top of all of this is the fact that 
obviously, Sally Mann is a woman photographer, and women in general have been underrepresented in the arts in general, and certainly in the history of photography. Men have most times taken the spotlight as the innovators or as the heroic masters of the art world. And this certainly holds true in photography as well. However, it's work of artists like Sally Mann that proves the value and the legitimacy and the true artistry that a woman artist can and does possess. And she should certainly be recognized for that. I also think that just the fact that she so deftly photographs her family in such a delicate and at the same time unvarnished way is something that I really think is emblematic of the fact that she is their mother, she is a woman, and I honestly don't think a, a father or a man would be able to create the same kind of intimacy and delicacy and power ultimately, as Sally Mann has done with this photograph. There's a great autobiography that Sally Mann put out, and it's called Hold Still, and I would highly recommend reading it if you're at all interested in photography. Her family history is very interesting, and it certainly informed her artistic development. However, I think it's just a great look at the creative process of a true photographic master. So. There you have it, my more than a thousand words, I'm sure, about the great Sally Mann photograph, The Black Guy. So that is today's episode, a little bit shorter and easily digestible compared to the last episode. And speaking of which, I'd like to thank, uh, we had a nice uptick in listeners and subscribers in the last few weeks and i thank you all for jumping on board and supporting this project i also want to thank those of you who have supported the show by purchasing t-shirts and sweatshirts and for those of you who are interested if you scroll down on my website rightidominantpodcast.com you'll find some examples of t-shirts and you can click on there and order them directly to your home also, I would just like to ask again, if you like the show, give me a rating, give me a review. It always helps. Tell your friends, share away. I really appreciate all the support I've gotten thus far. So that's it. This has been the Right Eye Dominant Podcast. I am your host, Nick Toro Jr. And until next time, stay well. Today's episode has been a production right-eye-dominant.art The music for today's episode was brought to you by Yazar, Lazenby Industries, The Conant Project, and The White Plains. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, zero, 